0: No, like, we're in there trying to return stolen artifacts, so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He bet on himself, and it was a bad bet, right? (laughs) It was was a horrible bet. This is Shannon and Max, and you have tuned into In Our Bag, Winning Wealth and Wonderlust Podcast. On this episode, we discuss why now is the best time to travel to Europe. And when betting on yourself pays off in sports contracts. Welcome to In Our Bag, Winning Wealth and wonderlust. And today on our episode, Max will be talking about her trip to Paris, why it may be a good time to travel to Europe. And we will talk about athletes knowing their worth, um, Those that bet on themselves and it actually works and pays off and some not so much. (laughs) Okay, so let's go ahead and get into our primary topic for today and that's going to be uh, Max's upcoming trip to Paris. Uh, We're going to dive a little bit into Europe, why it's a good time right now. And so uh, Max, uh, you're going on a, a nice little trip over to France
0: um tell me tell
1: me why you going why you going to Paris and uh what you're looking forward to
0: um well normally when I take trips I am uh, a beach person so I was actually trying to find places that were a little bit different from my standard destination like I was hopped all over the Caribbean and stuff like that so I was looking for something that wasn't necessarily a warm hot weather beach destination and I you know was thinking about um You know what type of places could i go to that weren't really you know the same typical standard trip that i normally take so i thought about europe um and then i was like well you know i have personal reasons for kind of not wanting to go to europe um kind of wanted to explore africa a little bit before i went to europe so i was kind of avoiding it um but uh you know just Listening to financial stuff and finding out that the dollar now is uh, trading higher than the euro, I was like, "Well, maybe I could take advantage of you know the exchange rate and go to Europe for a little bit cheaper than I would normally go to Europe for." So, um, right now, uh, the dollar is one oh two to one, so you get a little bit more on the exchange rate. And in the past, um, you know, probably what, five, six years ago, the exchange rate was like $1 would only get you like 68 cents in euros.
1: Yeah, in euros. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can tell you um, the last time I was in Europe was about 10 years ago. And then at that time, I want to say the euro was actually, man, let me see. Yeah, ten years ago, for for the exchange rate for euros, like seventy six cent.
0: Okay, so one dollar would get you seventy six euros, yeah. seventy six cents worth of yeah. euros. Yeah. yeah. So so that's you know that's a big difference. Like you know you know, for me, um, that's like saving twenty something twenty five cents on every dollar um, for a typical hotel or whatever. You think that you convert that. That could be turned out to be a pretty big savings. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: So I was like, well, you know, no time like the present. I mean, hop to it. And, you know, and Paris is definitely a bucket list destination. I mean, everyone has Paris on their list. Um, Mm -hmm. It has plenty of tourist attractions. Of course, the Eiffel Tower, the yep, the off days, Sionse. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um you know famous avenues and then shopping so you know going back to the, the dollar value right now um even if you went to europe you know on a or even if you're shopping online right and you put in france in your shipping location for like let's say a standard and i looked this up so i'll be prepared but like a standard never full uh, louis vuitton bag um in the US is two thousand thirty dollars, right? And Euros, if you put it in like let's say you put you change your shipping destination to France, it's only one thousand five hundred Euros. So if you right. convert that, that's only fourteen hundred and seventy dollars. So right. you know, just in terms of shopping, um, I'm saving five hundred and sixty dollars getting my bag by going overseas and that's like almost you know, two thirds the price of my flight. So it's like, if I go over there and buy a bag, it's kind of going to even it out. Um, So I figured it was a good time to go and take advantage of that that shopping thing. Um, The other reason I kind of chose to go now is, and I said this in, you know, when we did our last last episode, if you haven't seen that one, go check it out. I gave uh, five good fall travel destinations. And what I said in that video was that I off, I like to go things that, you know, I like to travel places when it's kind of like the off season, um, right. not necessarily the the low season, but kind of like in the shoulder season, which would be between the high and the low season. So the weather isn't terrible. It's not the best weather, but the crowds is what I'm trying to avoid. So during the fall in Paris, I'm hoping that I could get less crowds at those really, really famous um, tourist attractions. Like I want to see the Mona Lisa, of course, and it'd be good to not have to, You know, stand in line for two hours to see that. So I'm trying to see if I can get in on some of those good tourist destinations. um, You know, with less people.
1: For sure. I don't want to spoil it for you, but uh, the Louvre is amazing. It was definitely amazing. Um, Yes, I did see the Mona
0: Lisa. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I heard it's smaller than you think. (laughs) I already heard that, so I'm you know. Yo you still gotta go see it for
1: yourself. yeah, you gotta right. you gotta see it. You gotta yeah. see it. I mean, the, the room that it's in is large, um, and depending on the crowds, yeah. You gotta kinda push your way through just to see it. Yeah, but, see, I'm praying that I don't have to deal with, deal
0: yeah, with that part. Hopefully
1: the crowds are are definitely um yeah. not, you know, it's not as many people there um this right. time of the year, um as you talk about the whole shoulder season. So hopefully that's the case. But the Louvre is a must. I mean so much um so much history um there so much to see it's 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 a huge 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 uh museum so um definitely that's a that's a definite so that's good um you said you're going to check out the Eiffel Tower um
0: yeah so, definitely so. gonna check out the Eiffel Tower um the RFA to on yeah uh the major- food is good
1: the food is good too,
0: though. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely, you know, uh, I'm I definitely like to try different foods. So that's, you know, I need to give me a French croissant, yeah, uh, crepe. Make sure you uh, get a crepe. Escargot. I might venture out there and try some snails. If
1: you try? You like? Um, you know, we we normally don't when when we drink or whatever. We normally don't drink wine.
0: Um, but do you like champagne
1: or wine? Or I
0: was gonna. Say- I'm honestly not really a wine person. But um I'm gonna try to be sophisticated and have a you know, have some wine while I'm out there.
1: Yeah, get tasting. you get you um get you some but but make sure it's aged though. Make sure okay. you
0: get you something aged.
1: Um it's crazy. I, I had brought back a bottle. Um and it was already because um, the last time I was in Paris was two thousand twelve and it was already like ten years old mm-hmm. when I got it. Um, I was saving it for a special occasion and I've had several special occasions come and go. I still haven't popped it. So, <laughs> so maybe some point, I don't know, maybe we'll have a special occasion at some point we can okay. probably share it together or whatever. <laughs> um, but no, nah, yeah. So yeah, food is good. I mean, it's good culture.
0: Yeah, um, speaking of culture, um, one of the things that I definitely wanted to check out in Paris was the um, the Black people or the Black side. They have a little Africa area okay. in Paris that I'm going to check out. Um, and I heard they have some good food places over there that I need to check out. I also heard they have, like, good Singhalese food,
1: good oh, Ethiopian mm-hmm. food.
0: Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not gonna, just going to try the French food. I'm going to try some of the other uh, ethnic food that they have over there.
1: And um, and I will tell you it's a little different from how, like, when we go and sit down and eat, like, we're, you know, Americans, you know, we tend to be, like, timely, you know, and American restaurants, for the most part, they're trying to you know push us along so they can get more people in you know it's more about the experience for them so they're not in a rush to 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 serve you so to speak like it's a it's an experience so that's something just to just to be aware
0: of um you know because they may take a little longer to get to you i'm just letting oh, you know okay so yeah. we did, we did lose my american impatience and just
1: yes enjoy
0: just enjoy, yes. just enjoy yes, for being sure. out there um, yeah. and I'm
1: interested in knowing how your experience is going to be um, I, I, I really loved and enjoyed Paris, there was only one thing I really didn't like about Paris and, and I don't think I'm the only one to say this and I'm I'm not saying this to be negative I'm not, um, but I found that they were kind of rude and I don't know if they were just rude because they knew I was American or, or what and I'm not talking about like New York get out of my space rude I'm talking like yeah, a little nasty, rude. So, well, were you
0: speaking French? Because I heard that well, they. Well,
1: I did. I started out speaking French initially. Okay, I mean, but you can kind of tell when people don't have
0: like. I know, but I heard that they get kind of offended, like if you don't even try to speak French, like so if, even if you just gave them a uh, you know, uh, merci beaucoup or something that they would appreciate. The yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So I mean, I I I really did try. Now I will say, not everybody that I went with tried. Um, and so you know sometimes that has something to do with it um it's similar and i'll tell you this is off topic uh but i'll tell you montreal which is a heavily french-speaking um uh, city in in canada quebec canada um you pretty much have to do the same thing there right? right once you open up with french um they're a little bit more welcoming but i will tell you even when you weren't speaking french in montreal they, they weren't quite they were really nice for reasons um but but you may have a different experience like i said you know, you know canadians have a people that i was with also weren't really making an attempt to try to speak
0: french right
1: yeah but no that's that's cool so where are, are you only going to paris
0: um well for the most part i'm going to paris i'm trying to decide um if i'm gonna do they have like a. I think it's called Blacks in Paris Tour. So i was trying to decide if I really want to take half of my days and do that tour. Because um, I, you know, would be interested in hearing about, like, Dave Baldwin in Paris, Josephine Baker. Right. Uh, yep. uh, who else? Uh, I think Richard Wright spent time in Paris. Oh, Richard Sydney, Wright. Yep. Sydney Bachet. Uh, Bichette, Bichet, um, so i'm kind of interested in in that stuff but i don't know if i want to spend i'm only going to be there like four five days i don't know if i want to spend a whole half a day and that may sound bad but honestly i don't know if i want to spend a whole half a day on that tour it's a long it's from 10 to 3 that's pretty much you know it might
1: be worth it though man yeah I'm,
0: i'm trying to i'm still deciding i have it on my list but i haven't um pulled the trigger on deciding yet um so I'll figure it out, you know, I, and I, you know, I don't like to have a, ten, a, a definite firm itinerary, Right. but I do like to have an idea of what I possibly want to do every day. And then stuff like that, I may need to book in advance because it may sell out. Um, right. Oh, I want to ask you about that. When you went, did y'all book your tourist stuff in advance or did you just wait till you got there?
1: So we didn't really do... Um, well, we, we did, so let me back up. We did, It was, but it was a little different um, we, because we went to multiple cities.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we did do London, we did Paris, um, we did Rhineland, Germany, we served in Switzerland. Um, and so, yes, most of our stuff was booked in advance. There were a few things that we were able to do um, you know, the, the day of, but I would suggest that you also do it in, in advance. And the reason why I say that is because places like that, even though it may be shoulder season. Um, Cause I, and what's this? Yeah. I, I went in early September also mm-hmm. still with some crowds. I know this is later in September
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: just to be on this, you know, kind of on the same yeah. side. I would probably. Yeah. Decide.
0: I think, and that, but the only reason, you know, and I'm fine with booking it in advance, but the only reason why I'm hesitant is because, you know, you kind of want to be able to be fluid and, you know, maybe change plans. Yeah. So so so
1: maybe just, I mean, just a suggestion, maybe pick a few things or maybe one thing to maybe book in advance. and yeah. You know, kind of let everything yeah. else. Maybe
0: I'll just cool. book the Louvre in advance because I've definitely got to do that. And I definitely find do that in the morning sometimes. Right yeah um, i would suggest that yeah i would suggest the morning there yeah
1: um the gardens there are really nice too about a Louvre, um just to kind of take in some pictures and you know just the environment um but yeah we, everything we we did for the month there was only a few things that we did the day of um mm-hmm. everything else was kind of booked in advance okay but I, I like spontaneous travel too though so i kind of like just kind of knowing what's around but not necessarily Saying I gotta be here at this time and give me more flexibility to still
0: explore other right. things.
1: So yeah. so,
0: yeah. Yeah, but when it's stuff that, you know, that's gonna sell out and you just gotta bite the bullet. I mean, that that happened to me actually in Hawaii too. Like, I, I was told that you need to book everything in advance. So I booked all this stuff. And then sometimes I was just too exhausted. Like, why did I book all this stuff? Like, and then you don't wanna waste your money because you gotta book and pay. Right. So it's like, ugh. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, I guess the other way of looking at it too is, when's the next time you're gonna be back in Paris? Yeah, right? it's,
0: it's it's probably won't be a while, cause, right. Yeah, and yeah. Cause, cause, you know, I, I, I'm honestly I, the Louvre might piss me off. Like, I might put pull, pull a uh, killmonger in there and just, you know, try to return some shit to Egypt or something. I don't know, like. <laughs> We're in there trying to return stolen artifacts. So. <laughs> um, one
1: of the countries that I that I did say that Max and I have been to together. Uh, well, we didn't go together. We've been at some point um, is the Netherlands, also known as Holland um, or the place where the Dutch reside. Um, no pun intended there um <laughs> um so how'd you like uh amsterdam well and so the the city that we've been to in the netherlands is uh is uh amsterdam uh there's other cities like Rotterdam and a few others but amsterdam of course is the most popular so how did you like yeah. amsterdam man?
0: yeah i love amsterdam it's a nice city Very yeah. <laughs> beautiful landscape i mean i love the way it's laid out you know yep. i like that you can you know walk and bike ride everywhere um it's very oh, yeah. very interesting oh yeah you get ran over
1: by yeah the bikes,
0: <laughs> bikes is mean they definitely have the right away i mean over cars over people they yes just, yeah. yes yeah it's more <laughs>
1: bike lanes and yeah people if you step out in that crosswalk yeah. them bikes are coming you in trouble <laughs> yeah like for real yeah. i've seen a lot of people got hit. a lot yeah. of tourists clearly right. um, got hit because they didn't understand um you know funny thing about the bikes um you know because that's like their primary means of transportation uh they have like like how we have parking garages i don't know if you saw these but they have bike garage like you park your bike yeah you know, like bike garages. yeah and
0: it'd be it'd be like well even on the street it was you like know. You know, hundreds of bikes just parked in, you know, in all type of different areas. So, yeah. I've even
1: seen, like, I saw this later. I didn't see this while I was there, but I, because I, I really liked Amsterdam. And it, it, at one point, I mean, man, if it, if it was if it didn't get cold there, it was a place that I had considered moving to, um, mm-hmm. actually. Um, but I had looked up like one because some of the bikes all look the same. Like one, what are the, how do they know it's their bike? Know. <laughs> but people have all types of gadgets and tech stuff for their for their bikes, like um, uh, alarm systems and. Uh, uh, you know, same types of things you would have for your car, like things that alert you or whatever they have for their bikes. I just thought it was really fascinating. So, like, when you, when you go out at night um, to, to a bar or to a club um, or to a restaurant, everybody's biking in. So, I was like, can you get a DUI? <laughs> or DWI on the bike? Like, I don't know. It's just... Because yeah. the other thing I noticed is people know how to have a good time there, Right, right. So, right. For the obvious reasons that people know about Amsterdam, but right. for just the social nightlife in general... Yeah. Um, I saw that, you know, people kind of care for The
0: food is amazing. The food, man. I mean, even just basic stuff, like just eggs. Yes. I think I had, it was this place that I probably went to two or three times, they, they, like it was a, um, a pancake place. but so just eggs, bacon, just basic stuff. You can just tell there's so much, you know, I don't know if it's fresher, just higher quality food. It was really good. Really, so, really
1: good. So I definitely think it's fresher.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: it tastes fresher.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I'll even I mean, I even remember like I and I'll never forget this, and I probably'll never be able to have this experience again, even if I <laughs> were to go back today. But I'll never forget um the group that I was with. We all went out and it was like just a regular pub. And I ordered some nachos. Just like just some nachos. When I tell you It was the best damn nachos I've had. Yeah, man. Like everything was so. Fresh. Yeah. I mean it was I like believe it. And so, you know, it's it's a running joke um uh, with some 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 folks I know on my job. We talk about that, you know, they're like, well, that's because it's all laced with something. <laughs> right? But, <laughs> but no, I just think it, I just think it's fresher. <laughs> I, th- I think it's fresher. Um yeah. soft soft drinks taste differently or, or yeah. sodas or whatever. I mean, I'm not a soda drinker now, but I, I have had uh mm-hmm. I had soda and it just it tastes different. Um mm-hmm. Heineken, like I refuse to drink a Heineken in the U.S. because I had a Heineken from <laughs> Amsterdam. Yeah. It doesn't even taste like the same beer.
0: I, think I, refuse, I remember you saying that before I even went over there talking about that Heineken.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but if if I could have a Heineken from Amsterdam every day, I would. It was very crisp. I refuse okay. to drink it, it. The the Heineken here almost is. It tastes like skunk or something. Like it like it doesn't taste it's very it's it's very not fresh. And so mm. so yeah. But anyway, yeah, I love Amsterdam to them
0: too. I yep. love them to them too. I, I like definitely eat. go back there. that's yeah. the one place eat in me. Europe that I would go to more than once.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. I'm probably surprised at how many um uh, people of color were there too I was, yes.
0: a su- I was a little bit surprised about it. I think it was mostly tourists but <laughs> <laughs> it was quite a few when I was there also but I, I assumed they were mostly tourists
1: so. I, I made it just for people who lived there there's not yeah. that many but I was just I was just a little surprised but people were welcoming so unlike right. oh, my, yeah. my my Opinions about Paris, right. Parisians, um, the, the people in Amsterdam were actually really, really nice.
0: You had the people, you had the Parisians in the comments <laughs> screaming at us. I don't mean <laughs> no
1: harm. I mean, if they are, then tell, tell me why. You right, know, I mean, right, right. you know, tell us tell us why. This is
0: before Trump. So let me back. Well, you yeah, we're
1: not that. gonna go there, but, <laughs> but yeah, you know. And look, I, I'm not, I'm not naive. I know how people feel about Americans, you know, right. all over the world, and how some people perceive, because some of that is perception too, right. um, how people perceive Black Americans, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> some of it, I, I don't necessarily get it, but I, but I do understand that, you know, their perception. Is is maybe? Let me not say it is. It may be skewed, right? And so, um, which is also why I try to really look up like places when I go, kind of yeah. you know get the vibe and you know Definitely. see what their customs are. Which is how I knew it's it's good to start out speaking in in French, um, right. you know, or or learn what some of the customs are. I mean, when we when we went to Thailand, which <laughs> That probably could be a whole episode in and of itself. That might be two,
0: three episodes. That was a
1: <laughs> we good went to answer. Thailand, right? We learned the phrases, right? We learned the you language. We learned the phrases. Well, <laughs> I wanted to make. Yes, I did. Okay, <laughs>
0: put it on me. I no. still can't remember, <laughs> I, I still be That's trying okay. to say. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah. That sounds familiar. That's it.
1: Yeah. yeah, but no. So, so. You know, I at least try to to make an effort because I don't, you know, I don't want them to perceive, you know, unfortunately, like how some Americans perceive people who come here from from other
0: countries, right? Right.
1: Um, which you know, I think there's a lot of uh, arrogance in that, and you know, oh, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't try to give it any credence or let it grow any legs. Um, right. but yeah, I thought the people of Amsterdam were really nice. I thought they were really nice, yeah, really nice and welcoming. And then the the, the last thing I'll say about Amsterdam, I, and I don't know what it is, and maybe it's my affinity for water because I like I like water, but I kind of really love the infrastructure and layout of the city yeah. and how it's built on canals and all
0: of that stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and it's so picturesque. Like everywhere is like a photograph. You know. Yeah. Like, Yes. Everywhere you turn, it's like, damn, I need a picture of this, I need a picture of that like really, really uh picture-less. City. I really oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we didn't get we didn't gave Europe a lot of love this episode, yeah.
0: like a yeah. lot of love. <laughs> and,
1: and, you know, as, as I did mention, kind of like how you said, you know, it is one of our desires to go to Africa. And, you know, we really thought we were going to be able to go to Cape Town um, in 21 to, ce- oh, <laughs> to, celebrate, yeah, to celebrate New Year's and, and COVID happened. And so, you know, we're still going to get there. We'll get there. But we did we did, a, you know. To one of the countries on, on the continent, of Africa, or, or multiple countries, actually, because you know we're on a mission, uh,
0: to, to get as many places as we can. While yeah, we I came. might, I'm been waiting to tell you, but I think I want to go to Tanzania or Egypt in 2023. Oh, yeah, one yeah, yeah, those, yeah. yeah, we, yeah. we could
1: do that, we could do that for sure. Um, yeah. so we'll definitely be be talking about that as well. But yeah, we gave Europe a lot of love. Um, and so, you know, being able to travel is one of our passions. Another one of our passions is sports. And so I, I really been thinking about this. We talked about this, um, with, with, you know, all of these, uh, contracts or, or salary information about athletes. Um, you know, I thought it was quite interesting. Uh, you know, a lot of people have talked, talked down about this guy for numerous reasons. Um, you know, he's, he's a recent, uh, NBA champion. He just won his, his fourth, ring. um, It is four, right? Because he won one by himself. He won two with KD. Yeah, it will be the fourth. Ooh. So it's his fourth ring. Um, you know, and a lot of people don't give this guy a lot of credit, but man, Steph Curry and a billion dollar lifetime deal yeah. with Under Armour. What you think about that? That's a
0: hell of a deal, man. I mean, I don't know the details of the terms, but I don't see, you know, how it could be a bad deal. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know
1: anybody who would leave that money on the table. Right. Um, and, you right. know, I mean, that's I think what I,
0: everyone aspires to to get to that that big beat. So, right, they offered it to you. I mean, you know, I, I would like to read up and see how it's structured. Like, what does that mean? You know, what is upfront? What does he have to do? If he have to right. do a certain amount of shoes. Um, you know, or whatever. Yeah, and I, I try. Like, the how they gonna pay out a billion dollars?
1: Well, you know, I tried to get try to get a little bit more details on it, too, to kind of understand also how it was structured, right? Um, you know, unlike, for example, I think Allen Iverson, you know, with his deal with Reebok, like they worked it in, which which was good for him. Because right. he blew through money. Right. But they worked it in with him that once he turned 50, he can get the remainder of his contract, right? right. And I want to say, what was that like? Uh, I
0: think it was like 50 $30, 50000000 like it's, it's, it's not a low number. I mean, it's
1: a, right? But it's a significant amount because had right. he got it early enough, he probably would have blew it all. Right. Right. So, I mean, yeah. and one might argue, well, is he still going to, I'm not going to say he's going to blow it. but at least I mean, it
0: don't really matter, you know. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine, right? You know, whatever way it is, but right. But the other but, uh, thing is, if he would have had uh, better financial literacy, if he would have got that money 20 years ago, <laughs> that yes. 30, 50 million would be worth who knows, right? Oh yeah, so, oh yeah, for, cause, for sure. Because I wonder what Reebok invested in or what they did to ensure. That whatever they were putting, you know, they probably took that 30 million and they probably made 200 million in that 20 years. And now they only breaking him off that, you know, returns off of that. So, yeah, right. that way, too. Right. And I was going to say, I'm sure
1: they made a good grip off of the answer shoe when it was out. I mean, a yeah. lot of a lot of ballers had that shoe yeah. or not ballers Right. People bought the shoe.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and in
1: some cases, like I've kind of even seen it coming back. I've seen, yeah. I've seen people mm-hmm. wearing it. Right. Yeah, so they, I
0: think they released recently released a pink one or something, I think. Oh,
1: OK. Yeah. yeah. So so I think, you know, as, as you t- as we're talking about athletes and, and what they worth, you know, uh, and, and how it's paid off for some and how it hasn't paid off for some like, you know, betting on yourself. Um, you know, you have athletes who think they're they're worth more, maybe than what the market is asking for. Um, like Dennis Schroeder. Um, you know, I, I oh, he
0: fumbled that bag.
1: Yo, it, I mean, and the Lakers. <laughs> the, the crazy thing is, the Lakers were willing to give him the extension. Um, in in the twenty twenty one season. Um, they were trying to get his man eighty million dollars, and he was trying to get more. And to be honest, I don't remember who else was a free agent that year, or, or who else had a big contract that year. But I'm like, dude, eighty million. I want to say that contract was way more than his previous contract was. Um, and for him to leave the Lakers and not take the eighty million dollar extension, because I want to <laughs> say he was trying to <laughs> whatever amount he was getting clearly the market. Didn't call for it, and so right. I think he was he wound up going to the Celtics for like less than six. I want to say it was like five point nine million or something like that for mm-hmm. one year. Right. Only to come back to the Lakers after mm-hmm. the Celtics, Celtics. last year for two what two point four two point six million or something like right. that. It's in mm-hmm. my notes somewhere. Yeah, I mean it's like he yeah two point six four. He bet on himself, and it was a bad bet right yeah. <laughs> it was it was a horrible bet, um, yeah. and so I wonder sometimes you know, because people talk about how you should have agent representation right, right yeah. how, i well, I believe he has an agent, yeah, we need to fire him so. well, yeah, that's my right so so in contract, so so let's talk about it, right, so they talk <laughs> about how you need to have an agent, right, but yet, how does this type of thing happen, how do you go from having eighty million on the table? You know, into two years removed, you making two point six four million. But right. you have an agent representing you. Like how does that happen? Right? I, I, I don't understand it.
0: Well, how did he perform like with the with the Celtics also?
1: Well, so he I think he averaged like fourteen points a game last okay. year. But the year when he was with the Celtics, I think he only averaged like fifteen points a game. It wasn't very very much different. I mean, the fact that the Lakers were willing to give him the eighty million, I, I think was <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm almost speechless and trying to get it out. Like, you know, so it's like, mm, so was this your agent trying to get a money grab or was this you trying to get a money grab? And I don't know. I just think it's a, and maybe it's, or maybe I shouldn't call it a money grab, right? Well, no, was there I a disconnect? Was there, well, was there a disconnect somewhere, right? right. And, and I always really wanted to know the the nuance, I mean, I know it ain't Jerry Maguire, like <laughs> type stuff for real. But I always really wanted to know the nuance. Like, how do you know when pushing too much is too much? Right. And, and how do you know that, you know, someone who's supposed to be representing you may not be representing you in the best in your best interest? Right. Right. Um, which is which brings me to like Lamar. Right. Lamar doesn't have an agent. Right. His mom, it's him and his mother. Right. Really, his <laughs> mother is doing the management. I mean, he's, I'm sure he's telling her, you know, what he's comfortable and not comfortable with. But, you know, everybody's up in arms because he doesn't have an agent, right? And actually, I don't blame him for wanting the money that he wants with an agent or not. Yeah. Because the Ravens offering him like 133 guarantee. This makes absolutely no sense when you got a guy who's already been an MVP. I think Lamar's like 24 or... I don't think Lamar's 20. If he's 25, I, I need to look up his age. But.
0: He definitely need to be getting more than Deshaun Watson.
1: Yo, Deshaun is getting 230 guaranteed. Yeah. They offered him 133 guaranteed for five yeah. years. One thirty three. That's less perfect. than Kyla Murray. That's less than Russell Wilson. That's less than... I mean, look... I don't know if they' trying to play this dude because he don't have an agent. I don't right. know if that's that's the, yeah. you know. And I know they're trying to throw around, oh, but the five year, two hundred and seventy six million, yeah, but that don't really mean nothing if it's not the guaranteed money,
0: right?
1: Right. And so, and I get it. People trying to say Deshaun Watson is a is an anomaly, right? You know, Cleveland never should have paid that much for him, but the reality is they did pay that much for him. Right. So you, so you set the, a standard. Yo,
0: yo, I I just,
1: one, I hope it pays off for Lamar. I hope he doesn't get injured. Like, I really, really hope he doesn't get injured. And I hope it pays off for him, much like it's going to pay off for Derek. (laughs) Much like it's about to pay off for um, Aaron Judge here in a second. Because New York Yankees, and this is a sidebar, but the New York (laughs) Yankees didn't want to pay him last year, and they about to have to pay. Because he about to get, I mean, paid.
0: Um,
1: Big Big money, um, but but yeah. So he's one that I would say gambled on himself, and it's about to pay off for him. He's about to get a mega deal, like like hundreds and hundreds of millions of
0: dollars. Yeah. Um, baseball, them baseball uh, owners. They don't have problems paying out that that guap. Like they pay. You know,
1: some of these contracts have been astronomical.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I mean, you know, you might want to, if
0: you got the son playing football, you might want to play base my baseball. my nephew in the baseball. <laughs> That's injury and... Too. You know, just hit the balls, huh? Hit the ball. <laughs> yeah, and, and also,
1: and I know this is kind of going off topic. But, you know, you might want to stick with uh baseball and tennis, maybe. I
0: don't know, but yeah, right.
1: Some of these, some of these sports. Yeah, I, I don't. Right, but You're I will say, Europe and play
0: football. <laughs>
1: <laughs> even yo, even yes, even even football or soccer. um it, they get pay, they got some big oh, contracts. They get paid. Them contracts there. is crazy.
0: Yeah, the, I and mean a whole lot like. of teams. So I'm like, how many <laughs> teams is it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean. you
1: no, know, them European league contracts is 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 out of this world too. Yeah, You're right. Them <laughs> they're up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just always find it fascinating. And, and like I said, you know, there are some people like, oh, Lamar should have an agent, right? I'm like, yeah, but. Is the agent always really trying to, to do the best thing for the client? Um, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, the agent is going to, to make a percentage of. Of what that payout is, but but what's the balance, right? Right. And I don't I don't really know the answer to that because I don't know the ins and outs of of, of um, sports agency. Like I really you know, I wanted know. to be
0: an agent. That was what I wanted to be uh, at one point in my life. Oh, for so real? Yeah, probably like at the end of high school. Probably around I don't know. Probably influenced by some movie. I don't know if it was Jerry Maguire or, <laughs> or something, but I did want to be a sports agent at one time. Yeah, Yeah. I mean,
1: the big thing about sports agency, though, one thing I do know is you better know how to read contracts.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you better know
1: how to read them you better know how to you know dissect them and, and draft them because right. all that yeah. you know he's trying yeah, loopholes yeah. and all type of craziness people trying yeah. to bury stuff in the contract yeah you know, for, sure. So, for
0: sure
1: so yeah you definitely got to have have that and even if you're not going to have an agent I think it's also you know good to have a lawyer you know look right. over your contract oh yeah uh, sure. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. You know, I I know that we, you know, and and there are numerous players who kind of bet on themselves and it, and it worked out for them. And then there's quite a few of them, not so much, but I thought that didn't shooter one was definitely one like, man, you, I mean, all that money left on the table, um, you know, and it's unfortunate. I mean, I guess one thing, you know, 2.64 isn't, you, you know, two hundred and sixty-four thousand, right? And right. Then twenty-six thousand. I mean, it's <laughs> right. still a good, good piece of money. Um, That's true. Yeah, but but even like like. <laughs> Like Odell Beckham who who got the took his salary in Bitcoin. Like did right. you hear about that? Oh, it's, yeah. it's a it's a few other athletes yeah. who did that. It, I mean you See, know.
0: it'll pay off. Well, it could pay off if you know taking a salary this year in Bitcoin. Taking it last year in yeah. Bitcoin.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. if they took it in Bitcoin like now. And taking
0: it in Bitcoin now. <laughs> yeah. you know, and yeah, I'm sure they might not report this, but I'm sure a lot of them will change their mind at this point because people's confidence about stuff, especially crypto, and we talked about that in the early we talked episode about that last too. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people's confidence in that whole ecosystem is really, really tanking. It's going to take, you know, and this is how you know greed and fear. So we're on the fear side of the of the greed and fear index. Like everybody's right. scared, it's uncertainty. So I don't think I would take honestly, and I'm a crypto person. I don't think I would take my salary in Bitcoin, maybe half or maybe a Quarter of it, maybe you know, something like that, maybe. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, I think it's too risky. I think it's too risky to do that. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, maybe a portion. Uh, but I, I kind of wonder, you know, wonder how because a lot of those, a lot of those guys uh, who did do that. Uh, we're also heavy into like NFT projects and other crypto projects as well. And matter, fact, sure Steph, matter of fact, Steph is heavy into some, Steph, Steph Curry is heavy into some mm-hmm. uh, crypto projects as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, but he ain't I mean,
1: taking his, he ain't taking his, he ain't taking his payments in no crypto. Like. No, I mean, all, yeah, all of
0: them bought them uh, Board 8, Yacht Club, NFT with the monkeys. So, I mean, I know all of those values tanked at least yeah. by, what, the third. Bitcoin. Yeah. I mean, uh ETH was all the way up to almost four thousand, and yeah. now it's trading like 15, 13 or so. Yeah, just off of that alone, that's yeah more than more than sixty percent oh, damn. So
1: yeah, yeah, for sure,
0: yeah. for yeah. sure.
1: Well. Um, this brings us to the end of our episode. Um, as always, we really appreciate you uh, coming by and listening to our show. There's so many podcasts out there and we just want to thank you for that. So uh, thank you for listening to In Our Bag, Winning Wealth and Wonderlust. Please subscribe, follow, like and share. Um, and yes, make sure you come back for our next episode. Our next episode will be on wealth, uh, what it means to you. We'll talk about what it means to us. And we're also going to explore the types of wealth. Uh, I don't know if uh, we really think about it uh, as uh, being more than one thing, uh, but we'll explore that a little bit more in the next episode. So I'm Shannon, and this is math. And so next week, um, when we get in our bag, definitely come back.